Hello, and welcome to Divine Chaos, the podcast where we are learning to live awake. We're exploring psychological blocks that get in the way, and we're leaning into the divine chaos of this jacked-up journey that is our life. I'm Janine Miller-Delaney, and here is my co-host, colleague in psychotherapy, friend and spiritual sojourner, Ruth Friend. We invite you into this moment in space where we can take some time to release, at least for a while, all of our judgments and expectations of ourselves. Come here into this holy instant with us and just breathe here now and remember you are exactly as love created you. There is nothing you need to do or fix. This is your time to just be and breathe here with us and with love itself. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Well, today we're going to talk about understanding the path to awakening which is no easy feat, at least from my perspective. Yeah, it's for me, it's been an ongoing journey over the past several years. For a while, I didn't really know what people meant when they talked about awakening. Right. Until I kind of had my own experience in the midst of meditation that that was something I'd never experienced before. And then I was like, oh, this is what they're talking about. It is such an individual thing, isn't it? It really is an individual thing. And and so often you hear spiritual teachers say, and it's so true, you can't really you, you can only be a guiding light to help somebody get there, but you can't you can't do it for anybody. <laughs> you know, right. there's not you just have to be you just have to be kind of like an encouragement to help people take the steps that might help them also arrive mm. in that experience for themselves. Mm. Because everybody's different, and how we get there is different for each of us. Mm. I just have to say to you, I so appreciate you being that, for me, such a guide Mm. to that place of awakening. Well, I appreciate hearing that. Thanks, Ruth. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole new, it's a whole new concept, you know, for years I did therapy for so many years, and I didn't realize this this huge piece was missing for so many people. I didn't expect to talk about this, but, you know, when we talk about a person's worth and understanding our own worth, I don't think we can get there. We can't get to understanding our worth fully until we come into these moments where we realize our union with love itself. And maybe that's my best definition for what awakening means. It's mm. a realization of the union that we share with the whole, with love itself, with God, with the, the oneness that is all of us. And that's something that it's it's like it arrives for you when you allow the conditions that kind of let that be- become. Uh-huh. But it's not something you can necessarily teach or tell somebody or teach yourself in therapy or learn through therapy. It's so funny because we're talking around it, mm-hmm. but that's the only way to talk mm-hmm. about it. Yes. For me, you know, something that occurs to me, it's like um, 
it's like when I sit down to meditate, it's like I'm kind of walking through a forest. And sometimes the forest is kind of like my mind. <laughs> and I, you know, just gradually get there with mindfulness and presence till I arrive at a clearing in the middle. And it's kind of like I see myself in the middle of this clearing and there I'm waiting. Hmm. And there, that's where love meets me and picks me up and takes me the rest of the way. That's such a beautiful picture. That's what it feels like. It feels like that in meditation or on my walks. I have to be able to get myself to the clearing and enough that I can wait with just a complete openness that then God, love, takes it from there. Mm. I, I know I've probably described my experience of that. Tell me again. You. It's like a noise, non-noise. Yeah. The, the best way I can describe it is it sounds like a, a sound machine, but not exactly. Mm. And when I get there, when I'm engulfed in my noise, non-noise, that's mm. my, like you say, being in the clearing and joining. Yes. That makes me think, you know, I think some people, and especially the younger generation, describe it like being in the flow. Mm -hmm. Like you have totally let go and everything is just absolutely intensely present in right that awareness it, it's like looking through one of those a kaleidoscope mm. and it's all fuzzy and then in that moment it just becomes crystal clear yes it's like the like you said in our last podcast like the the lens changes and you start to see things and experience it from a whole new vantage point right yeah i know you and i have talked about this in the past as well too that so often when I'm in a therapy session with someone, I feel that. Yeah, I, I noticed that for me as well. And I, I'm just putting two and two together and realizing that I intentionally let go of my ex. When I intentionally right. let go of my expectations and my judgments and completely surrender it to God, that's when... That's it's, when it happens. it's like God joins us. Like, well, God, love was always there, but not, suddenly I'm aware. Exactly. <laughs> that it's and, taken, that I don't have to do anything. Right. And yeah. I've said this to you. Maybe I said this on another podcast, but but it's like, I'll say, okay, God, I, I, I need you to enter into this or be with me. And it's like I almost audibly hear, mm. hello, Ruth. <laughs> I've been here. You just need to acknowledge it. I'm always here. I'm yeah. here. Just just let me be here. Just know mm. that I'm here, that you're not alone in this session with this person. Right, right. I know so often I, I, you and I have talked about this, how I realize I can do that in session. Like I've kind of trained myself to let go, to release judgment, right. to say, God, I give this to you. you right. Know? whatever you would have happen in this time mm -hmm. let it happen and my greatest challenge is outside of the office all my little stuff that I, I would feel like so agree with that's that that's where I want to hold on and fix and and I don't do the trusting and the letting go so that I can sense that I'm in the clearing right it's it yeah. is much more automatic I think for both of us 
in our office, which yeah. is so interesting. And yet frustrating. Like, if I can do that so well there, and why, easily. To, why is it so difficult for me to do it when I'm I know. dealing with my own life? <laughs> I know. Well, and that that brings to mind for me just kind of an example that occurred to me um, just here, just in the last few days of the the process that I took to get back to the space, back to the clearing. Mm. I think that's going to be my new analogy, I guess. Mm -hmm. And on my website, I talk about the para process. And it was just kind of an an acronym I came up with. Um, It's kind of like a parasail. Like in my experience, it's felt like love itself has been like a parasail coming along beside me and just lifting me up and carrying me mm. and with with these words of comfort and these messages of love. And so I wanted something to describe how that happened because these messages have come in a way that have been like that. Mm. And so the para, it's P-A-R-A. And for me, it's become kind of like the path to awakening that I've experienced. And the P stands for learning to have peace of the ego mind. So just basically to still the ego mind, to let it be, you know, the fixing, the judging, the Mm. compulsive need to be striving, just to let that be still and at peace. That's the P. Mm -hmm. And then the A, and I'll walk, we'll go through this in more detail, but the A is allowing yourself to feel those feelings, whatever feelings you have, and bring them to love itself. And then we come into a remembering of who we are. And then that's where love itself kind of, Mm. we kind of get into the clearing there. And we start to have this awakening, this this new awareness that we are actually in union with love itself. And from that, that place, that knowing of that union, it's like a real felt sense of it that's where we come to realize that we actually have the power in that union Mm. to create the lives that we would like to be living. Yes. Which is so exciting. It is. And I think... When you realize it. (laughs) Right. And I think para is the way that you have found for yourself and and that you so are so passionate about sharing with other people. It's the path to the... Right for clearing. me, it was the, for me. It's been the path to the clearing. So if I can help light somebody else's way with these steps, then that's just all the better. Mm. Because I love to meet people in the clearing. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so it always starts with a struggle for me, though. Uh-huh. And that's how I learn. Jerry, my husband's always saying, and that's why we call this practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to be done practicing, but nonetheless. It's a process, and for me, we had a we had a podcast where we talked about you know just dealing with health issues. For me, I think the last piece to my puzzle is that we've learned that I need to have my thyroid removed, mm. like my entire thyroid removed. Right. So that's and what a gift! Turns out Ruth has already had that right. done. Yes, I have. It's amazing that yeah, I have her to give me peace about that. But, you know, I got through meeting with the surgeon and kind of feeling hopeful, like, okay, he's done this 3,000 times. This is encouraging. You're probably going to be able to manage just fine. 
And then I got to realizing, okay, so I need, I'm going to be on medicine, thyroid replacement medicine for the rest of my life, right? Mm -hmm. So I got to researching that. I think it was at 5 a.m. one morning, (laughs) which was clearly my ego mind had kicked in and I Mm. was starting to be in fix-it mode. Mm -hmm. And I was really, um, I had... I had sent an email to the surgeon and got a kind response back from his, um, I'm not sure. I think she's a nurse practitioner, someone, you know, in that field Mm -hmm. who was responding for him. Um, but her answers were kind of vague Mm -hmm. and it felt it was perpetuating anxiety in me because I wasn't really getting clarity on who was going to be prescribing the medicine, would I have a choice in what it is, and given all my food sensitivities um, and my health issues, I've learned that I can't have any like extra filter fillers in my medicine. Like I can't have any extra cornstarch or gluten mm. or lactose or you know other things because that can give me problems. So, so I was just really getting a lot of anxiety about it. And every time I tried to email her, I wasn't quite getting the clarity and the reassurance mm. that I needed that somebody was going to ask me for my input in what medicine I would yes. be on. So that's the place where I started off on my walk, like through the forest of my mind. And I started to say, okay, let's let's go through the para process to see if you can get to that place where you have that peace, right? Mm. So in the, in the P part, finding peace in the ego mind, mm. I was reminded when I was walking of something you had said, Ruth, that when you walk, it's kind of a way of self-regulating. Yes, that's my best way of self-regulating. And when you mean that, what does that mean for you? You know, it, it's a term that I've, I've been aware of for a while, but I, I became more aware of it while reading the book, What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey and it's a, it's a book all about trauma and the brain and it talks about the importance of finding things that regulate the the brain and everybody's different but a lot of times it has to do with repetitive motions or mm. right brain left brain things activities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a like tossing a ball sure or, tossing mm-hmm. a ball and it's so different for or for sitting everybody. on an exercise ball or bouncing or right rocking bouncing or... rocking um i recently started to hula hoop i have a hula hoop oh, in my living room that. <laughs> and that that's regulating for me too so just doing those things that are going to kind of bring that parasympathetic nervous system back down to a place where it's Everything is online, mm-hmm. and there's there's not so much reactivity. Right. So it's calming the the sympathetic nervous system and putting back in that that place of calm and homeostasis right. and everything. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So as I was walking, I was thinking of you mentioning that this is like self regulating, and I started to focus my awareness on just feeling my feet mm-hmm. hitting the ground. And feeling my breath mm. and just coming into my body so that I could move my awareness from my mind down into being very fully present. Mm. You were really working on some grounding things there. Yes, I was intentionally because I knew my mind was taking me on a ride uh-huh. and the anxiety was not fun. <laughs> so 
but that that is really powerful when you move your awareness in back into your body right back into just focusing on your breathing and feeling the rhythm of your feet hit the ground Mm -hmm. and that really helped me and as I do that I start to become a little bit more aware or I start to remember again that it's kind of like I'm a spiritual being having this physical experience and now I'm just in this body getting to experience these sensations right it's it's so important that you before you can go any further you have to come back in to your body and I think so often because of trauma and so many other things we've trained ourselves not to be in our body. Yes, I hear people so often say, "Well, I just stay busy," mm-hmm. and I realize, "Well, that's not." Then you're just staying lost in your head and your to do stuff mm-hmm. that's not coming into your present mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. So it was really soothing for me the more I tuned in. And I remember, you know, I've heard love itself say to me over and over, just breathe with me. So I was being very conscious of just breathing and feeling my feet and noticing the colors and just being very, very present Mm. in my body. So then my mind started to settle. And I asked myself, and this is coming into the A part, allowing yourself to just feel what you feel. Mm -hmm. And I asked myself, what is going on? What are you feeling? And I realized I was, you know, the words that were coming up were like unsettled, Mm. just feeling unsettled, feeling vulnerable, perhaps unsafe was a little bit because, you know, surgery, you feel very, very vulnerable. When you have any medical issue, you feel kind of like you're at the mercy of what everybody else is telling you you have to do yes (laughs) but for me just that word unsettled just un unsettled something didn't feel right and with that as I was allowing myself to just feel it I noticed you know I just needed to cry Mm. so I cried you know I just it was just there a little it just came and I have two words that go with the a in the in the para process there's the allowing yourself to feel, allowing those feelings to come so that you can bring them to love itself. So for me, I was mindful that I was I was just holding this space with God, mm-hmm. right? And then the other A is absorbing, allowing yourself to absorb the comfort, the love, mm. the nurturing that comes from love itself. So it was. it's interesting to me that in the moment we allow ourselves to feel what we feel, and are intentional that we're bringing it to God, to love, then an opening happens where you start to let yourself receive mm. that comfort. And so it felt very soothing. So it was like all at once then I started to feel some comfort in that sense that you're not alone. I'm not alone. Mm. And that's why I'm afraid. It reminds me of, of when one of your children is upset and they... They cry and you comfort them, mm-hmm. and then yeah. that's when when they can feel their relief. Yeah, and they know it's okay. It's okay. They're it. safe. And I think a lot of us don't get that experience with love itself, with the divine. We don't know that we can do that, and or, and we don't maybe learn it with our parents, right? Or, you know, so we don't know how to do, or we don't know how to do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So 
I feel like I should, so, so that's what happened first. So there was kind of the self-regulating so I could calm the mind and have the peace of the ego mind and then the allowing myself to feel what I felt and be open to absorb love's presence mm. and comfort there. And I feel like this might be a good space to read the message from love itself, yes. come to think of it. And this message didn't come here recently, actually. I just discovered it this morning and realized it fit really well. And it was probably another moment <laughs> where I was uh, struggling, and this was the message that came to me. Let go your grasp on the world of form. Release the thinking mind, too. You cling yet to something you know deep within is not real. You know. You know more than you have allowed yourself to remember. Breathe here with me. Rest here into me. This world of form you have created has no power over you. It is truly of your own making. As you let go, you're grasping and join with me. As you see with me, then does the real world, the world of love, illuminate itself for you. For you are no longer shielding your vision from the truth that is yours. Look again from within, where I am one with you. And let your inheritance reveal itself to you. For nothing is lacking within my kingdom. And you are there now and always. Mm. It was these, these lessons that brought me into the, the second part of the para. Mm -hmm. These messages. So there's a remembering that starts to happen. And this message is saying, you know. Loose, loose the world, you know, this world of form that you're clinging on to and trying to fix. You know more than you think you do. So that's the, the next step in the para, the remembering. The remember. You start to remember. And you look again and you start to see through a new lens. It says, look again from within where I am one with you. And that's where then also the the awakening starts to happen. Mm. So so I'm on this walk, and first I'm self-regulating, and then I'm allowing myself to have my feelings, and I'm bringing them to love, and I'm starting to be mindful to be open to absorb love's comfort. And that's kind of like you're getting to the clearing, and you just start to remember, and love starts to kind of do the rest for you. Kind of like, okay, yeah, I've been, I've been here. Here I am. Here I am. Yes. Now let me take over. <laughs> and then you start to kind of see with new eyes. Mm -hmm. And the lens and the perspective starts to change. And as I'm walking, I'm starting to notice more of the love surrounding me. I'm seeing it in the beauty of the trees. I'm remembering, you know, that there is love in everything. Mm. And it's starting to shift my perspective then of, you know, I'm starting to, to see things through the eyes of love instead of fear. Mm. 
And that's what began to happen then when I came home. Well, I should back up. So, I, I, you know, when you start to come into that awakening, you start to have that awareness that you are one with love itself. And, and that is the place where there's nothing lacking. Mm. Because when we're in union, we get to trust that the things that we need will reveal themselves to us. Mm-hmm. And that we're being taken care of. And that whatever is in our best interest will come to pass. You know, whatever would bring us joy, whatever our heart's desire is, it's there and available for us from this place of union. So beautiful. It's so awesome when you remember that, you know, when you get to that space. Mm-hmm. So so frustrating when you're not, but so wonderful when you are. Mm-hmm. So then, so then I'm having this more of this awakening. I'm starting to wake up and I'm starting to see this see like with new eyes oh yeah so you know we are one we're right here I don't have to be afraid I'm not alone and so now you know where before my walk I had wanted to write kind of a snippy email Uh (laughs) to the gal that I was feeling frustrated with because she wasn't giving me clarity and I was just getting more anxious from this place I came back and I was able to look on her with love and realize that Maybe the hospital has some limitations. Maybe the doctor has some limitations. Maybe she doesn't know how to tell me or I'm not communicating very well. So I was able to email her from a place of love Mm. and say, you know, I'm feeling really anxious. Um, And I gave her very specific questions this time. Like, is the hospital limited? Is there, what are the medicines that you routinely prescribe? You know, if you're limited, do I have a choice? Mm -hmm. Can I bring my own medicine? Mm -hmm. You know, I just got a lot more clarity and I wasn't coming from that defensive anxious state I would have been in before. Uh And then she was able to answer me very clearly and I got, you know, some peace and resolution and yes, I can, you know, bring my own medicine and I can figure it out with my doctor in advance And then everything that had been turmoil just was all worked out. It was peace. Yeah, but so different. You know, and that's the example of how we create the world that we choose, Mm -hmm. right? If I had not come into that place of union and peace and being able to look with love, I could have created an entirely different scenario that would have been really stressful. And it would have had an ongoing impact on you. I mean, it probably would have impacted the way that you entered the hospital, the way that you went through the surgery. I imagine it would have, well, it certainly would have impacted how my body, yeah, dealt with the surgery. I would Mm -hmm. have felt fearful and anxious. So all of that, I mean, it just affects how we feel through and through our body's ability to cope. Mm -hmm. So... I've been doing a lot of talking now. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that you shared that process and and the details of it because it's it's not this hard complicated thing. Right, it's just the remembering to do it. Mm-hmm. And so often, you know, that I, it doesn't dawn on me to to use mm-hmm. the very tools that I created that you, know, that, that, that you created or create. that came yes. to you, right? Yeah. 
I, when I was walking through it and coming into that, I was thinking this would be a nice thing to be able to share with people so they have an mm-hmm. understanding of what this process is like. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful example of the process. And do you notice, I? so yeah, I went on quite a while, do you notice like the the psychotherapy takeaways that we want to help people remember with this process? I, I think I think a lot of times what what happens with people is is what we said a little bit ago. It's how do you become comfortable with really being in your body? Mm. How do you learn to self-regulate in ways that work for you? How do you learn to ground in ways that make you be able to be okay in your body? Right. So maybe that's it, is to practice every day intentionally Mm self-regulating, doing something that's grounding and Mm -hmm. soothing. Mm -hmm. And then I think the second part of that is is then feeling what we feel. Mm -hmm. Because when we don't allow ourselves to feel what we feel, it always goes usually one of two ways. We repress it and it goes to depression or anxiety Mm -hmm. Or it erupts in anger. And causes problems. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it did dawn on me when I was starting to cry, I realized, you know, when we're in the fixing mode, we're trying to avoid the deeper feelings. Right. That's like the coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, the fixing wasn't really what I needed. I needed to let myself feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think if we could get a hold of those two principles in and of themselves, they're huge. Mm, I think you're right. Get in your body, self-regulate ground, feel what you feel. Give yourself permission to feel what you feel without judging it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a really good psychotherapy takeaway. I think so. Yeah. And then maybe the spiritual takeaway is... You know, are you giving yourself time every day to find, to to let your mind be still mm-hmm. in the self-regulating so that you can have an opportunity to come into that clearing? Yes, to walk into the clearing, to hear the noise. Yeah, to feel that union. <laughs> uh-huh. And it doesn't always happen. No, it doesn't. And mm-hmm. that's okay. And you have to, yeah, not judge that's yourself a, that's there okay. too. That's Yeah. Sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't, mm-hmm. and that's all right. And that's where we reassure ourselves it's okay. Love it's is okay. always there, even if we even if we don't feel if it. we're not sensing it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, then. Well, in closing, I think maybe we just want to remind you that you can visit theheartsway.org if you'd like to find more meditations or messages from love itself or receive a sample chapter of Your Indelible Worth. And you can also find links to Heartsway on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, and some fun, inspiring mugs and journals and posters and things at the Heartsway Etsy store. So the website is theheartsway.org. And if you'd like to email Ruth and I to give us suggestions, or if you have questions, you can email Janine at theheartsway.org. All right. Mm. So may you feel love itself like a parasail Mm. coming along, carrying you. May you allow that to happen Mm. in this day. Mm.